Happy December 19th. This is your host, Sophia Nelson, and welcome to the One America podcast. I have a lot I want to get to today on this Saturday Thoughts segment. A couple housekeeping items. Uh, We've had a great year for our third season, and thank you so much. Uh, When we got our Spotify wrap year-end, our listenership has increased 400%. We are now being listened to in 15 countries worldwide. Of course, the United States, my home base, is where we do the best. Very popular on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. Uh, But you can listen here on the Anchor app or you can listen uh, wherever podcasts are available because we're on every platform. So uh, thank you for a great year. Thank you for listening. Uh, Thank you for Uh, Your feedback that you leave either on email or on the recorded messages. I like that feature. I want to talk about several things today as we uh, head into the Christmas week ahead. And um, today, of course, is December 19th, Saturday. And I want to uh, recap, as we always do, the week that was last week. First and foremost... um, I want to say to everyone that um, I know this has been a tough year, and I know that Christmas is not going to look the same as it has in past years. We won't be able to travel to see grandma, mom, dad, vice versa, unless they live near us or are in our home with us. We're going to miss out on a lot of our relatives and connections that we look forward to each year. I want to say that uh, there are ways, however, to be safe and to connect with people. Certainly we all know how to Zoom, we all know how to FaceTime, but you can gather if you follow the CDC guidelines, if you follow your state guidelines. Here in Virginia, our governor cut us back from 25 to 10 in our public places as well as in our private settings. And I've had three get-togethers since, I guess, May this year in my home, Uh, most of them outside. Uh, But uh, what we did was I made people quarantine for uh, five days. I made them take their temp checks. Um, I made them uh, get a COVID test. And uh, once they were cleared, when they came to my front door, uh, we sanitized and washed their hands at the door, took their shoes, gave them fresh socks, gave them a fresh mask, took their temperature, and then they could come in with their mask. And we've been blessed. Nobody's gotten sick, knock on wood. Um, but you have to limit those numbers in accordance with what the CDC says or what your state governor says. Here in Virginia, it's 10 or less, and I always make sure it's less. But we had a cookies and champagne uh, gathering last night. We baked cookies and, and, and cocoa and champagne and give those cookies uh, to people who need some holiday cheer. I think we must have made about two, 300 cookies. I'm not joking. And I posted some pictures on Instagram and Twitter last night as well as on my Facebook page. But I want to get to uh, what's been going on in the world this past week, but I want to kind of talk about the bigger picture. We will have a podcast uh, on Monday for our Monday motivation segment. I have a great guest in Minda Hartz uh, who wrote the book, The Memo, and she's going to talk about the impact of 2020 on diversity, equity, and inclusion and how that's going to play out likely in the next administration as well as in corporate America Uh, And I think she's going to give some great tips, so I'm looking forward to you all hearing from her. But I wanted to talk today about what has really been a stick in my crawl, which is uh, the Republican Party, the party that was my political home for over 25 years, uh, the party that I served in, 
on many levels and in many capacities. The party that I plan to uh, uh, run for office from, I did once when I was young, uh, in my 20s, uh, in my home state of, of South Jersey, in New Jersey, Southern New Jersey. And uh, I had always planned to uh, run and to represent uh, the Republican Party of Lincoln, the radical Republicans of the 1860s, Republicans who believe in fiscal conservatism, Republicans who believe in a strong national defense, Republicans who believe in a small, uh, limited but effective government, Republicans who believe in uh, helping to create a dialogue in the nation and around our communities, around values and faith and how we share that faith and work together to make our country better. Republicans who believe in less spending and uh, Republicans who believe in innovative ways to save programs like Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid, not do away with them, but save them and make them better. That's the Republican Party that I joined. That's the Republican Party that I wanted to be a part of. What we have now is none of that. And I want to talk about that today on my pinned tweet. I was on CNN last week on a hit with Brooke Baldwin. Uh, that tweet is up, that hit is up rather in part, uh, but you can get the full clip. It was featured on CNN Newsroom. It went viral because I'm just in a mood now where I'm going to call things out. And, and the biggest thing I want to start with today is all of the Republicans who for four years have cheered on Donald Trump's atrocities, his immorality, his criminality, his disrespect for the Oval Office, his disrespect for his his American citizens, his disrespect for uh, himself as the President of the United States, and who have applauded it, who've laughed at his tweets when he demeaned other people, when he attacked other people, who made jokes about it, who pretended they didn't see the tweets, but yet these same people, Marco Rubio specifically, now have issues with one of Biden's incoming deputies uh, having used the F word to describe Republicans. Well, you know what? I'm in agreement with her. The, the conduct is befitting of such a word because it's been so base and so low and so disgusting and so uh, despicable. Uh, this assault on our democracy led by a sitting president is unprecedented in our history. It has never happened before. To see 126 members of Congress that are Republicans sign their names onto an amicus brief, to sign their names onto a lawsuit, to say that somehow these elections were illegitimate, but they themselves think their elections were legitimate, to confuse Trump's voters as they have. All you have to do is go on your Facebook page. All you have to do is go look at what people are posting. It is horrifying to see that people that live next door to me and you and who we go to work with, who we have coffee with, who we thought we knew, want to hang people for treason because they believe the election was stolen from their master, Donald Trump. And I call him their master and their leader because it's a cult, because we don't do this in the United States. Joe Biden won the election by almost 8 million, 8 million uh, popular votes, and he won by the same number of electoral votes that Donald Trump beat Hillary Clinton by in 2016. And let me just clear the record up for those of you who may be inclined to buy into this bullshit. And I'm going to call it bullshit because that's what it is. We need patriots to stand up and say this is not America. This is not democracy. We don't steal elections. A former general of the United States Army, Michael Flynn, a criminal who was pardoned, in my opinion, he shouldn't be allowed to have a pardon. But this same Michael Flynn now thinks that the president should suspend the Constitution 
and 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 declare martial law and and have the military run another election yes a general said this a citizen who wore the uniform is talking like this this is madness this is donald trump psychosis having oozed itself all over people who we all used to respect and thought were decent this is donald trump's filthy mouth and his his um his lies, his blatant lies, saying he won the election, and you know I won the election. No, sir, you lost the election, and you lost bad. And to borrow your words from 2016, you got an ass kicking. That's what you said about Hillary Clinton when you beat her by less votes in terms of uh, the uh, popular vote. In fact, she beat you handily in the popular vote. But you talk about uh, giving her an ass kick- kicking, and Joe Biden beat you uh, by way more popular votes, and by a similar margin in the Electoral College. So uh, this throwing tantrums because we don't get our way, the lying, the lawyers who should be disbarred for filing uh, illegal, uh, unethical lawsuits. We have standards as attorneys. We actually do. We have a bar that we answer to. We can't just uh, submit false documents, submit false lawsuits. Uh, That is not what we do. And I want to encourage you um, to... Stop for a moment and learn and actually read the Constitution and understand how we're set up and understand that we always have a peaceful transfer of power until this man came in and invaded, invaded our White House, invaded our country with his with his bad habits, with his lying nature, with his just foul, odious ways in terms of how he talks to other human beings. And now the Republican Party that used to stand for something that used to be one of the great political parties is just a bunch of cult followers who do whatever dear leader says in order to placate him. And people like Chris Christie and others who are coming out now, with all due respect, I don't want to hear from you. You should have spoke up four years ago. You should have never got on this train in point of fact. You thought you could grift. You thought you could, you know, line your own pockets and you thought it would be okay, and it's turned out to be a mess. Folks, right now, as I'm talking to you, an American is dying from COVID. 315,000 people, 315,000 Americans are dead from COVID-19, and we are only eight months in. It won't be a year until March of 2021. Thank God the vaccines are here. The vaccines are being deployed. But it's going to take a minute for us to know how well they work, how effective they are. We're going to have to see. And as Dr. Fauci says, and as Dr. Burke says, and many of the other public health professionals, the uh, Surgeon General and others, we're probably not out of the woods on this until summertime. And that requires us to wear masks. That requires us to uh, wash our hands endlessly, to social distance. That requires us when we have guests or when we gather to abide by the CDC guidelines and your state uh, guidelines put forth by your governor and health professionals there. It's very important that we abide by what we are supposed to do. And that's going to help mitigate the spread. That's going to help keep us safe. And that's going to help us get through to next summer so that we can beat back this virus. Uh, The next thing that I want to get into uh, this morning, and please make sure that you're sending us email or uh, leaving us a voicemail that you can on the Anchor app or you can post comments. Uh, We love to hear from you because it helps me to know what content I need to have and what content I don't need to have. But I want to talk about the Russian hack. Now, 
this is not the first time in the last four years that Russia has attacked our government and our uh, national security. They've done it again. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo admitted on the Mark Levin show, I won't comment on that, that indeed it looked like it was the Russians and it's a serious attack. The President of the United States of America has not said a damn word about another Russian assault. Silence. Crickets. What do you think about that for a moment? What do you think Ronald Reagan would have done? What do you think George Herbert Walker Bush would have done? What do you think Gerald Ford or John Kennedy or Lyndon Johnson or W or Obama would have done? I promise you none of them would have sat by and not said a word and let Russia do something like this. And Joe Biden, to his credit, but he's only president-elect. He's got to wait until he can put his hand on the Bible and become president. He's already sent a message that he's not going to tolerate this. Folks, we have a serious problem here. We have this man who doesn't want to leave the White House. He hasn't uh, conceded. He hasn't congratulated uh, the incoming president-elect and vice president-elect. The courtesy that was extended to him by the Obamas, particularly after attacking President Obama, saying he wasn't born in America, he was born in Kenya. Uh, He's a racist. He's a liar. He's a sexist. He's not a good human being. And he defiles our country in front of the world. As the world looks to America to be the beacon of American democracy, this is now what we're showing. This is who we are. People are laughing at us. They can't believe that we have a madman in the White House who's who golfs and who refuses to talk about the virus, who refuses to do anything but carp about the fact that he lost the election and that it was stolen from him and that he really won by big margins and that he may not leave the White House and that Biden didn't win. This is delusional. It's insane and it's dangerous. And I say that to those of you who are buying into this, you need to get some help. You've been brainwashed. You're in a cult. It's not good. It's not normal. You're smarter than this. Take a deep breath, step back, and just think, have you ever seen anything like this in your entire life until Donald Trump? Never. It's not what we do in America. We have an election. We run hard. We trust the officials that are sworn, Republicans and Democrats and independents alike, and we go forward. And if we win, we win. If we lose, we congratulate, we extend our hand, and we move on. Mitt Romney did it. John Kerry did it. John McCain did it. Uh, Hillary Clinton did it. Hillary Clinton called Donald Trump the night of the election. It had not necessarily been called yet, but they were pretty convinced when Wisconsin was lost and Michigan was lost and Pennsylvania was lost that they had lost the election. She called Donald Trump. She congratulated him that night. He came out. He made a speech that night. The next day, she came out and gave a speech, congratulated him, said that she lost the election, but that she would be there to help this new president succeed. She showed up at his inauguration, and yet here we are, four years later. This is disgusting. It's deplorable. It's wrong, and it's undemocratic. And I want to be clear about how I feel about it and how I feel about Republicans that have done what you've done. You've destroyed yourselves in history. History is not going to be kind. You'll be dead, and you don't think it'll matter. 
but you'll have grandchildren and great-grandchildren. And history books will talk about you the same way they talked about Nazis and others under Mussolini and other fascist leaders and authoritarian leaders who brainwashed people into following them into atrocities and into doing damage to democratic institutions and norms, into ultimately harming people which I'm not convinced when I go on my Facebook page and see people wanting to hang people and wanting to have them quartered and shot because they believe Donald Trump was robbed of an election. That's serious, and we can't ignore that. We ignore these people at our peril. They're 74 million strong. Do I believe all 74 million believe this? I don't, but I believe about 50 million of them do. And I believe that looking at the numbers Donald Trump has raised in a month of hundreds of millions of dollars for his new pack, it's a grift. He's talking about putting the Celebrity Apprentice back on. I mean, it's all a game. And we've had serious damage sustained to our country. We're divided in ways we haven't been since the Civil War. We are angry. We're shouting at each other. We're attacking each other. We want to kill each other and hang each other. My God. My God. Guys, this isn't who we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be marching forward into this bold new 21st century, doing something that's about something, not this. So I want to end on today's Saturday Thoughts segment with a couple takeaways. Number one, we need to take seriously these hackings into our cyber intelligence, uh, nuclear arsenal, um, corporate America, almost all of the Fortune 500 was involved in this hack. That means your data, my data, our banking accounts, our mortgages, none of it is safe. And the Russians are doing this. That's number one. China. China's going to be a real challenge going forward into 2021. They are and have always been communist. They are authoritarians in the truest sense. They're laughing at us. They are a people that have order, structure, and you don't color outside the lines. America's a big joke right now, a big, ridiculous joke with this clown that we have who masquerades as a president yet hides out. China is going to be a real challenge for Joe Biden. I hope he's up to the task. The third thing is our election integrity, our voting, and our voting rights. Right now, as I speak to you, Georgia is having challenges because Governor Kemp, who's been assaulted by the president, called names by him because he wouldn't illegally overturn the election results, went to a White House Christmas party last night. No mask. Wife, no mask. Go into a place that's been rampantly infected with the virus. And they are suppressing votes. They're shutting down polling places. It's a mess. This is reminiscent of 1961, 62, 63, 65. Only there aren't hoses and dogs this time. You see, all of that has changed. These folks now have suits. Brian Kemp is in a suit. We don't have to worry about uh, Kelly Leffler taking open pictures with Klan leaders and white supremacists. Not once, not twice, but three times. And it seems to not be a problem. What the hell are we doing? Is this who you want us to be, Trump people? Is this your MAGA? Is this your Make America Great Again? Because you're making America weak. You're making America divided. You're making America angry. We have 40 million people in this country that still don't have jobs. We have uh, more than 10 million people who for the first time have had to ask for food and stand in food lines. I know that my household and my community, we're trying to pump out food and do all that we can. We need to do more. And I want to encourage you, give to a food bank. If you can't give in goods, give in money. 
adopt some families for Christmas. We've done that. Make sure kids have a toy. Make sure there's a meal on the table. Those of us who have are blessed. The Congress is so ridiculous, and that is what they are, that they can't even get a stimulus bill together for people who are dying, who are being evicted, who are hungry, who are homeless. How dare you? This is a government by, of, and for the people of the United States, and our elected representatives are failing us. They failed us. The two-party system is broken. I believe the way of the future for America is for an independent party to arise, a center, center-right party to, to come up that really takes the founding values of the republic seriously and also keeps in mind where we find ourselves today in the 2020s and how we're going to move America forward and keep her the great beacon of light and hope that she's always been. Be clear, Donald Trump has done damage to America. He's done damage to our democratic norms and institutions. He's done damage to race relations. He's done damage. I'm praying that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will both stay healthy and well, that they will lead us in the right way, that they'll continue to set the right tone. But they've got their work cut out for them. The scriptures tell us to pray for our leaders. I pray for them, and I pray for those who are outgoing. And I am saddened to see the Republican Party who, as I call it, death by suicide, killed itself uh, by following this clown, this Pied Piper, this emperor with no clothes. No, I don't like Donald Trump, but you already knew that. I don't like him because he's not a good human being. And that's obvious by the life he's lived, by the Central Park Five, by being uh, sued by the federal government for, for racist housing practices. He hasn't changed. He's the same guy. This is a nasty man. He loves to call women nasty, and he loves to say nasty this and nasty that. He calls black NFL players sons of bitches. He curses, he's foul, but the, the right-wing crazy evangelical Christians love him, think he's their God, say he's God sent. That's crazy, folks. That's a cult. That's not normal. All right, rant's over. Look, we'll be back on Monday with a new segment with Minda. Um, have a good Saturday. Try to get some rest. Wrap those gifts up. Uh, make sure you do something for the less fortunate around you. Don't forget them. Because but by God's grace, there go I. There go you. I love you guys. I love this country. And real patriots speak up. And they speak out. And they do something. We're going to save this republic. As Mr. Franklin said when asked what form of government we had. A republic if you can keep it, he said. I'm not sure if we can keep it. So far, the judiciary pretty much saved us, and we, the people at the voting booth, saved us. But it was too close, and that means that there's something that we're missing. There's something that we're not hearing that we need to pay attention to with these other voters. They're Americans, too, and they have a right to vote and be heard just like we do. But we've got to stop the threats, and we've got to stop the menacing and the lying, because it's breaking us, and it's making us weak to attack by a foreign adversary. It may be cyber today, and it may be nuclear bombs coming at us tomorrow or boots on the ground. We have to take this seriously, folks. This is America, and America's advanced citizenship. You gotta want it bad. You gotta work hard for it. It requires you to do things which are not done in other third world banana republics. We respect our institutions or they crumble. The votes this year, according to uh, Chris Krebs and others who ran the cyber, who ran the systems that oversee the election, said it was the safest election we've ever had. 
and one in which they felt really good that Russians and others had not been able to successfully hack or interfere. Yet the president says otherwise. The president makes us divided. He lies. He attacks us and turns us on one another. He's dangerous. He's unhinged. He's not well. Folks, we'll be back on Monday. Thank you for listening. Make sure you buy a copy of Eplorbus one for your family, for your kids for Christmas. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and they'll have it to you before Christmas. Great read, particularly during this time of COVID. God bless you and God bless the United States of America.